We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gyramangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Hey, besties. You know what I don't have time for? Oh, my God, I love this podcast so much, you guys. Yes, I do. Yes. 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 Y
talking. Got a lot of big feelings. Yep, starting to talk and yeah, snatching and being deep in the stage of that's mine mm. and mine alone. Yeah. And I'll take that. Thank you very much. And this is where parenting suddenly yeah. comes in. And this is where the differences start to become really pronounced. Totally. You know, I feel for our DL because obviously she's feeling anxious about what she said because she's reading into the feedback, right, that she's getting from the other mums mm. and the reception. And that's what's led her to spiral into this like, oh, I talked about sleep training and they didn't seem to vibe that. They obviously didn't jump on the chat. And you know when a chat's flowing, yeah. when there's a synergy between yeah. two mums, it's like, yes, we always talk about this, but the conversation flows with yes, and yes, mm. and, and, and. But when the other person isn't vibing it, they shut down mm. the conversation. And instantly everything becomes more laborious. And when you start to feel like conversation is becoming labored or challenging, it's exhausting. Can I offer a different perspective? Of course. 18 months is also definitely for me when the real fatigue sets in because the adrenaline's gone. You're really into the motherhood thing now. Also, the kids distract you. So you're not just like giving your full attention to the mum you're hanging out with because, you know, the kid's eating dirt or picking sticks or has a stack or needs a nappy. It's the beginning of the half sentences. It's the beginning of the completely unfinished thoughts. So I just want to flag that in case it's not that they're not on board with you or listening to you or totally in agreement. It might be that they're just exhausted and distracted as well. Mm. I think that's a real layer in there. It is. You're right. It really does kick in around the 18-month mark. Totally does. Also, you know what else kicks in around the 18-month mark? The good mums. It sounds to me like this is a group of first-time mums. Did you get that feeling too? 100 And I'm just going to assume that for this because I have a point about it, okay? It didn't feel like there were other kids, whatever. She feels like she's new to motherhood. She's 18 months in. That was the sense I got. I think good mummery starts to emerge around 18 months because, as I said, there's like something democratizing about all the kids are lying on the rug and we're all just here together. But when they're on the move and it's more chaotic and complicated and you've got to be in two places at once, the good mums emerge because they're prepared. They can seem to be able to handle it all. They've got stocks in their, like, in their bag. They've got all the things. And if you're not feeling like you're at, like she said, I don't feel like I'm thriving in motherhood. I haven't found my place in motherhood. If you're a wallet mum, mm. like us bitches, it's like there's a bell curve or something and it starts to stretch out in front of you and you're like, oh, hang on hang on, I had this baby thing was we were all the same and now I feel like you're a better mum than me. Yeah. I feel like you've read more. I feel like you give more of a shit. I feel like you have a theory on chocolate. I don't have a theory on chocolate. Should, should I have a theory on chocolate? This is so interesting because good mummery kicked in for me at the six months mark. Wait, 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 wait. As in for like you became a good mum? No, as in I became oh. aware of oh. good mums. Lol, revs. when have I I was going to say, ever? whoa, I mean like all about your evolution. <laughs> like, I'm here for it, girl. If you want to, you know, transition... To a good mum. I'm, I'm here to back you up, but I haven't seen it yet. I guess in the company of good mummery. Sure, sure. Okay. Was that good mum you saw emerge also had a child the same age as yours? Hanji P. And oh. you know what it all came down to when we started solids? Oh, right. Okay. We know that this is my blind spot, my mm-hmm. pain point, yeah. my struggle street. <laughs> Your trigger. <laughs> yeah, it's my trigger. Food and kids. I feel like I'm not doing it right, doing it well, and I feel like I'm destroying my kids and I feel a lot of shame around it. No one's shaming me. It's myself consuming content on the Instagram, on the Instagram, <laughs> showing my age and not feeling good enough. Mm. And that was six months. Well, six months is when you start to introduce solids. solids and all of a sudden it was, oh, look at all these purees that I made and I'm so organized and they're all batched in my freezer. I remember having a conversation with Hubs where I was like, okay, so I've done my research and Tommy Tippy have this baby food maker and it's going to make my life easier and I have to make baby food from scratch because it certainly cannot have any preservatives on it. It can't be bought from the shelf and 
Hubs was like, okay, calm down. I can support this. How much is it? And I was like, it's $150, but it's down to 100 right now at Big W. He's like, okay, babe, buy it. You know what? I used that fucking thing once. Yeah. And then I had a moment where I was like, what am I doing? Who am I trying to, who is this for? And it became that thing where I secretly fed my kids Rafferty's Garden Puree. Mm, you decanted at them. At home. Oh. No. At home, and then I would make the puree oh, to go out to go out oh, for public facing. Well, you have evolved because you would never fake that now. Oh no, zero fucks given now. Look, I just want to have a moment because some of you might be listening and being like, "Yeah, Jim, come on, how hard is it? Like, how hard is it to make some mush?" I want you to really stop and think. We all have something within motherhood, within everything, really. Let's stay focused on motherhood. We all have something that doesn't come naturally to us. No, let's depart from motherhood. I think we need some real life examples outside of motherhood. Spreadsheets. Yeah, great. Okay, some people just get their way around spreadsheets. It's a language they speak, they're comfortable in it, and it's obvious and it makes sense and it makes their lives easier. Some people, you're talking gobbledygook. Yeah. Some people are good mums in every way, can do all the things you're supposed to do, and it all looks like it's very easy to them, but they really struggle with the emotional side of motherhood. They don't know how to let go of this, or they're a helicopter parent. Or like We all have a challenge. We all have a blind spot. We all have something. Mine is playing. <laughs> I don't want to play with anyone's kids, let alone my own. And I know it's important for their development. And like, you know, I know it's like vital for their imaginations and things. I unsubscribe. I mean, Mm. sometimes I force myself and I can do a minute and it feels like 20 minutes. And I'm a playful, imaginative person. And yet it is still a disproportionate struggle for me. As Jen would describe, get down on the floor and play with kids. Can't do it. Rev's right there with you. And it's one of my favorite little stories. Look, just humor me for a second. But I called one of my girlfriends, M. Oh, yeah. She's and I, so good at it. She's so good. And she answered the phone puffing. And I was like, babe, are you on a run? And she was like, no, no. I just finished playing Paw Patrol with Alice. I was on all fours, running around like a dog, saving the world. And I was like. Her eldest of three kids. I was like, sorry, what? She, I was like. Yeah, I was just playing Paw Patrol with Alice. And I was like, what is, is it a game? Like an app? She's like, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> That's an- something you put on her iPad? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, I literally just pretended to be a dog for an hour. Don't you? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, I don't do that at all. So I just want to say, if you're judging Jem for not making her own baby food, we all have something. What's yours? And I bet to other people that thing that you find really hard just comes naturally and is really easy. Okay, can we go back to this trio of mothers? Yes. Let's suppose. Suppose that she is reading the energy right mm-hmm. and she is feeling yeah. that judgment. Yeah. And let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They're working through their own shit as yeah. well. Yeah. Maybe they don't realize that that's what they're ruminating yeah. to her. Yeah. No one's meaning to be a bitch, yeah. right? Oh, man, motherhood. Uh, <laughs> Especially in the friendship. Years. It's complicated <laughs> it's and complicated. it's layered. How do we stop our DL from doom spiraling? Or worse, isolating from yes. this group that has given her a lot of comfort. Exactly, because she did open up by saying, they fill my cup. But then yeah. there's been a dynamic shift. Yeah. The hard thing is, though, is the dynamic shift continues. Yeah. But also, so does your comfort level. Like, I promise you, babe, you're not going to be like, should I have asked if they can have chocolate in another six months' time? Mm. Your natural inclination out of practice and repetition will be, hey, I've got some chocolate. Is it okay if Phoebe and Harry have some? You know, like, yeah. you're just, you're learning. And the good thing. Sorry, I just had a moment where, and what if the other mum's like, yeah, no worries. And then they go to the other mum. Oh, 
God, I wish you would stop bringing chocolate. I feel forced to say yes because I want to be a cool mom. Well, that's and then on the good her. mom's worried about not being a cool that's mom. That's on her. Our DL's only responsibility is to ask. Yeah. I thought you were going to say only responsibility is to us. It's to us. <laughs> Gem and Rebs. <laughs> and if the other mom doesn't want chocolate, then she'll be well practiced by then as well in being yeah. like, oh, actually, do you mind if we don't? Because she's never naps if she has sugar. My sister is like that. Her kids bounce off the walls with sugar and I know not to pull out too much sugar for my kids around her you know you just find it yeah I also think because you're all learning together and I know this doesn't come easy to everyone me and Gemma are in a season of just practicing this but like you can be honest you can say oh man I'm really just not sure with parenting anymore you know I never know should I have checked permission with that thing like what do you guys think about sleep training because it's working so well for me but I know it's polarizing you don't have to get it right but do you think people naturally gravitate to like-minded parents. Definitely. But if this is your group yeah. and this is what you have, I think nurture what you have mm. rather than like fucking it off and looking for something new. Do you know totally. What I mean? And yeah. what we've known from talking to a lot of our DLs in the Facebook group, that finding mum friends isn't easy. No, it's not. It's incredibly hard. And if you do find ones that you gel with, then you've hit the jackpot. Can we talk about the Venn diagram trifecta yeah. of mums? Yeah. I've saw this on Instagram and I actually sent it to a girlfriend of mine because I was like, oh my God, that is you for me. And she was like, I feel the exact same way. <gasps> so if you imagine three circles overlapping each other, a la a Venn, Venn diagram. diagram yes. <laughs> so the first box is you become friends with a mum who likes the same things as you. You have a lot of shared interests. You vibe each other. You enjoy each other's company. You like hanging out separate of having kids. Yeah. And then the second circle is that you have kids the exact same age. Ding, ding, ding. Another tick of approval. Makes playdates a lot easier. You're going to the same kinds of activities. You're having the same conversations about milestones and what's next, whether it's what kindy are you sending your kid to? What school are you sending your kid to? What extracurricular activities? What are they eating at the moment? How are they sleeping? Blah, blah, blah. Now the third circle in the Venn diagram, and this is where you nail the trifecta, is that you happen to live in the same neighborhood and it's everything and as your kids get older it becomes more and more important that yes. bubble yeah I used to drive over to Enmore and Oyster Bay and Newtown regularly when mm. I had just Isla and she was little and would fall asleep in the car and I really have to work hard to see those friends now the funniest thing about this friend of mine is she's not a DL <laughs> She doesn't listen to the potty. So wait, how do you vibe on the same things and no, like each other? I don't understand. She just <laughs> innately loves all the things we love to talk about, but she does not have time. She's a full-time working mum. She's an absolute boss and I look up to her with such admiration. But yeah, she, uh, she doesn't have time. I would just say, DL, nurture these friendships, stick with it. Try and give yourself a break, you yeah. know, like there's a million tools you can learn for anxiety, but just try and take those things off your list if you can. Um, you're doing a great job. Like, yeah. of course you are. You've made this group of mum friends. You're 18 months in. Give yourself a bit of space to know that you're still learning in all the ways, not just in becoming a mum, but in having mum friends. It's a whole journey. And I want to invite you as well to remove assumptions. Yeah. I think anytime you have a thought crop into your mind, like, oh, they didn't like that my kid snatched a toy off their kid. That's an assumption. You don't know 
that they felt that way. They were probably like, thank fuck it wasn't mine. Yeah. (laughs) Or they were like, oh God, has my kid had that thing for too long and Mm. they're not sharing and maybe it's time that I teach my child to share. Like it comes from all angles. It's a multi-pronged beast, this parenting. So don't ever try and guess what they're thinking. Totally. Worry about you and focus on your child in that moment. But yeah, we feel for you, DL. It's a really tricky journey, but strap yourself in, babe, because the evolution of your kid, that's a juggernaut. Like it's not stopping anytime soon. It's certainly not slowing down and you are constantly trying to adapt and evolve with them as a parent while your fellow mum friends are trying to do the same thing. So give yourself grace. Yeah. Give each other a bit of grace. And I agree with Revs. Look, a part of me wanted to be like, neg those friends, get rid of them. But no, nurture the friends you have. And if you're game enough, have those open and honest conversations. Send them this episode. Yeah. (laughs) I called into my favorite podcast and here's what they say. (laughs) They say we're best friends and let's just be honest. (laughs) I love that. Yay. Oh, we love you DLs. Hope you have a really fun weekend lined up with lots going on. Lots of time to sit down. Lots of hot coffee. Hot coffee. Mm. A mum can dream. (laughs) We love you DLs. And don't forget, we have an Instagram where we are sharing companion content. And if you aren't in the Facebook group, why aren't you? That's where your mum friends are. Hungy P, come and join the conversations. And a big shout out to the DL who shared recently that she bought a VIP ticket to the show and she's going solo. Anyone else going solo and suddenly all these DLs piled on being like me too and they're yeah. all going to the show no, they've together. they've got a gang of like six. I love this so for them. Good. See you there. Bye-bye. Bye.